For nearly 100 years, visitors to St. Petersburg, Florida have reported sightings of the Lady in White. She's seen in a place where most people come to relax or get away from the hustle and bustle of everyday life. Yet, she appears standing in fifth-floor bedrooms, is often spotted gliding silently down hallways, and sometimes, typically late at night, she appears as though she is trapped inside the artwork. Those who have had the misfortune to encounter her say she looks forlorn or even panicked. Others describe her as stoic, silent, or just curious. With every report of the Lady in White comes a familiar end. Observers say she fades into oblivion shortly after she's noticed, and no one has reported seeing her more than once. It seems as though, however, that the Lady in White is not alone. She is among several other apparitions who may have made themselves at home within the walls of the beautiful and historic Renaissance Benoit Resort in downtown St. Petersburg, Florida. I'm Steve Blanchard, and welcome to Phantom History. Today, standing along St. Petersburg's bustling and revived waterfront, stands the light pink, overpowering, and stately Mediterranean-style Vinoy Renaissance St. Petersburg Resort and Golf Club. It's a building the locals simply call the Vinoy. The four-star hotel at Fifth Avenue Northeast boasts five restaurants, a coffee shop, and a large bar in its lobby. A heated pool, sauna, and hot tub, coupled with its own golf course, make it one of the area's most popular vacation destinations no matter the time of year. When it was originally constructed, however, it was considered a seasonal getaway, meaning that there was no air conditioning and guests would venture from the north only during the cooler season of Florida, typically October to April. But visitors to this attraction sometimes get much more than just the warm climate or the waterfront views of Tampa Bay and area marinas. To understand some of the strange reports visitors have shared, it's important to understand the history behind the massive hotel. On New Year's Eve, 1925, the societal elite of St. Petersburg rang in the new year within the Vinoy Hotel's newly opened Grand Ballroom. Amer Vinoy Lofner, who had purchased the land just shy of three years earlier and spent $3.5 million to open his hotel, certainly had plenty to celebrate. His 375-room Vinoy hosted its massive grand opening celebration on the eve of a brand new year. Sitting among the revelers was Eugene M. Elliott, a wealthy salesman who relocated to St. Petersburg to help promote, essentially sell the idea, of the Gandhi Bridge crossing Tampa Bay to the residents of St. Petersburg and Tampa. Since Elliot had just come off of a successful 1920 campaign with President Harding's front porch campaign, developers thought if anyone could sell the idea of a bridge spanning the waters of Tampa Bay, it was Eugene Elliot. No doubt sitting nearby Mr. Elliot was his wife of 21 years, Elsie Fortier Elliot. The Elliots were a true power couple of the day. Eugene had a vast real estate empire, and Elsie was popular in her own right. She was known for hosting extravagant gatherings at the couple's mansion on Coffee Pot Bayou, which still stands today and is just a mile away from the Landmark Hotel. 
She was well known and, by all accounts, very well liked. Her dinners and dances were some of the biggest societal events in the city and were often reported in the local St. Petersburg Times. But privately, it seems, the couple lived a very different life than the one they paraded in public. Their secrets begin to unravel on June 26, 1926, in what can best be described as a very bad day for both Eugene and Elsie. Eugene Elliott's day had barely began when he learned that he owed about half a million dollars in back taxes to the federal government. He was also told that his major bank had closed its doors. Then, to complete the one-two-three punch, citing infidelity and cruelty, Elsie told him that she had filed for divorce and that she demanded half of his two million dollar estate. In an official account to police later that night, Eugene said that he asked his wife to leave the property after she told him about the divorce. She did, but she later returned. When she tried to enter the home, Eugene locked every door he could to prevent her from accessing the mansion. However, the two eventually met face to face at a back door to the property. It was an elevated door from the walkway by about three steps. There, Elsie fell backward, crushing the base of her skull on the pavement. She had just turned 38 years old. Eugene was arrested and charged with her murder. However, without any credible witnesses, the case was eventually dropped and he went free. Disgraced by the news of his tax issues, the claims made by his wife in the divorce papers, and her death, Eugene Elliott left Florida. But just three days after her death, Elsie was interred at Royal Palm South Cemetery, just south of downtown St. Petersburg. But she may not be resting at peace. Many say Elsie is the lady in white seen throughout the Vinoy Hotel, but that she prefers to linger only on the fifth floor. One report at the resort involves a married couple. They say that a piece of artwork in their room literally came to life. They described a painting of a woman in a white dress holding a basket. But it wasn't the basket that disturbed them. It was the woman in the painting's free hand that scratched at the glass, which prevented them from getting any rest that night. Most agree that it's Elsie haunting the halls of the Vinoy's fifth floor. Elsie may still be tied to the exotic resort because of her love of social events and her reputation as an exquisite hostess. She may also linger because justice was never served in her untimely death. She may also find that the thousands of people who visit the Vinoy each year are a way to keep herself entertained, which may explain why sometimes, when visitors enter the elevators and select their floor, all but the fifth floor button will light up before the doors open to an empty fifth floor hallway. To be sure, the Lady in White, or Elsie, isn't the only spirit tied to the hotel. She is, however, the easiest one to identify through history's lens. As the Great Depression faded in the rearview mirror of American history, the Vinoy, which survived the tough economic times, soon found itself serving its country as the United States entered World War II. The Vinoy stopped operating as a hotel and was leased by the U.S. Army Air Force and the U.S. Maritime Service as a training center. There, it's estimated that more than 100,000 military cooks and bakers passed through the doors as they used the building as housing. Following the Allies' victory of World War II, 
the Vinoy struggled to return to its former glory. It eventually closed its doors in 1974. That's when its irreplaceable crystal, dinnerware, and furniture was sent to auction. It was eventually abandoned altogether and became a dilapidated eyesore that served as a shelter to the homeless or as nightly escapes to teenagers looking for an adventure. That is, until renovations began in the 1990s. Following the extensive renovations, guests once again returned to the Vinoy, and soon reports of lingering imprints of the resort's past started to make their way to the resort staff and to some local news outlets. One visitor to the resort reported that he awoke suddenly in his bed when he felt as though he wasn't alone. When his eyes eventually adjusted to the dark, he says that he saw a woman standing in the corner, dressed in white and emitting a soft glow. To be clear, the spirit wasn't aggressive at all, he said. She just continued to watch him until she slowly disappeared into a mist. That report, surprisingly, came from a member of Major League Baseball who was visiting St. Petersburg for a series of games with the Tampa Bay Rays in the nearby Tropicana Field. Major League Baseball utilizes the Venora Resort for any team in town for a series of baseball games, and plenty of players have shared stories of their not-so-restful stays in their luxurious rooms. One of the earliest stories of a player encountering an entity at the Vinoy dates back to 2003, that's when Scott Williamson, a pitcher with Boston at the time, said his sleep wasn't interrupted by a surprising force. He said, and I quote, I was asleep on my stomach and all of a sudden it felt like someone was pushing down on my back and I couldn't breathe. I thought maybe it was a cramp or something, but then I rolled over and looked over to the window and there was this guy standing there. He continues, It was a guy wearing old-fashioned clothes like something you might see in the 1930s or 20s. He had a top hat, and he was just looking right at me. I jumped up and turned on the lights, but he was gone. Teammates of another major leaguer, bullpen catcher Steve Solis of the Los Angeles Angels, recall him having his own experience. Scott Casimir told this story to the website Inside the Dodgers in 2016. Quote, Solis actually had a picture of a lady walking across the mirror, he said in the story. He looked into a mirror and saw a shadow of a lady looking across the room. He took the picture and showed it to everyone. End of quote. And Frank Velasquez, the strength trainer for the Pittsburgh Pirates, shared that when he was at the Vinoy, he saw a translucent man with bright blue eyes near the desk in his room. Players from that same team reportedly got so spooked by the hotel that they left the resort in the middle of the night to stay and bunk at a teammate's family's home, which was nearby. Today, word of strange happenings in the hotel occur not through word of mouth, but by tweet. In 2011, Miami Marlins relief pitcher Steve Kishek tweeted about his experience at the Vinoy, saying, quote, Currently crapping my pants. Can't sleep. My room is death haunted. End of quote. All he would say when reporters asked him about it the next day is that he felt an eerie presence. Of course, it's not just Major League Baseball players who have paranormal experiences at the Benoit. Guests report flickering lights, 
televisions turning on and off on their own, and strange sounds of walking up and down hallways when no one is actually present. Some guests who stay there say they hear strange noises coming from within their own rooms. Doors are reported to open and close on their own, and other guests say they find that their clothes have been moved around while they slept at night. There's a story of one gentleman who stayed there overnight, but awoke to find the door to his room standing wide open into the hallway. He is convinced that he locked it before he fell asleep the night before. The Vinoy Resort was added to the U.S. National Register of Historic Places on September 11, 1978. Since then, it has returned to its rightful place as a premier hotel with guest accommodations that would make its creator, Amer Vinoy Lofner, very proud. Since its renovations in the 1990s, the hotel's ballrooms and well-landscaped courtyard have hosted countless weddings and other large-scale events. An additional building has been added to provide more rooms for guests, and employees of the hotel say that the new addition sees little to no paranormal activity. So, if you and your family ever get a chance to visit the massive hotel, know that it's the original structure that will likely have the most unusual activity. And, if you find yourself suddenly awakened in the middle of the night, know that it's likely not a current employee of the hotel that is checking in on your stay, but a former resident of the Vinoy who simply wants to welcome you to the city of St. Petersburg. Phantom History is researched, written, and produced by me, Steve Blanchard. Music in this episode is courtesy of Shane Ivers of SilvermanSound.com, Antonio Bizarro, and Chad Crouch. If there is a mysterious location that you think would make for an interesting episode, please let me know by emailing podcast at phantomhistory.com and consider following Phantom History on social media. There, you will find photos, news articles, and more on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Please consider giving Phantom History a five-star review on whatever platform you use to enjoy podcasts. And as always, thank you for listening.